Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to The Fear, a podcast about the overlap between comedy and horror. My name's Sarah Morgan. Hello. How are you? How's your week been? Uh, I am very happy because I've got to see Haunted Gingerbread Showdown. Um, regular listeners will know that I was trying to track down this show that might have been quite important to my own uh, personal self-care journey. Um, I found it. it, it I, I uh, uh, got Julian Assange to tape it for me off the telly. I hacked the mainframe. Weird science style. And, um, yeah, it was everything I really did it to be. Uh, just really nice, competitive people being slightly obsessed by gingerbread. Um, Elvira was a guest judge. She looked spectacular. She looked spooktacular. Hello. Uh, and someone made um, like cockroaches like chocolate cockroaches that had white chocolate truffle filling and a kind of passion fruit glaze so they crunched when you bit them and, and honestly that person is like my new god um, and also they kept talking about spice profiles their gingerbread spice profile so you know I'm starting to feel alive again I feel like I'm going to fight a new day so I hope you're all practicing self care I hope you're all realising that fear is a superpower to quote Doctor Who from the Riley Silverman episode. Fear is a superpower. Please be using it. My guest this episode is Matt Kirshen. Matt Kirshen is a British comedian based in LA, Los Angeles. He is uh, an old friend of mine. We've written on lots of things together. We wrote a show called Bigopedia with Nick Doody and Kerry Marks for Radio 4 a long time ago. And right now Matt is uh, slumming it in LA. He's a writer on the Jim Jeffries programme for Comedy Central. Um, he's also got his own podcast, Probably Science, which is very good. Um, we recorded this conversation a while ago. Its themes are pretty timeless. Uh, actually, funnily enough, we talk a lot about Halloween, which is now just around the corner again. Holidays are coming, holidays are coming. Goth Christmas. I am very excited about Goth Christmas. Um... We talk a lot about clowns, weirdly, because we talk about Stephen King's It, about halfway through the good Stephen King's It, obviously not the new one. I haven't seen it. Maybe it's great. I don't care. It's not Tim Curry. Um, Holly uh, Gabrielson, who is Matt's girlfriend, also a human woman in her own right, she joins us about halfway through the conversation uh, to talk a bit about the clown attacks that were going on in LA at the time of recording. And by clown attacks, I mean humans dressed as clowns attacking people, not people attacking clowns, which would just be vicious um we also talk about matt's fear of heights a terrible thing that happened to him at a fun fair as a child uh, immersive horror experiences all those kind of things um and we start the conversation by talking about how um scary it is when you uh try and approach someone who uh, you artistically admire um so i hope you enjoy the chat i think it's a really lovely episode um i love hearing from you um last week's episode with Carrie Quinlan I got lots of really nice messages about I think it was quite a sort of raw episode I felt a bit like I was being a bit oversharey a bit of an open wound but actually um, 
people said nice things so that's great and uh, you know it's brilliant to hear from you so at the fear podcast um i hope you like the music it is by my husband tim bazell um rate and review the show on itunes if you like it's up to you live your best life babes and for now enjoy this chat with my good friend the lovely matt kershen cheers Yeah, so we've just been, and this does tie into the theme of the show, because we have just been, uh, I'm in Los Angeles, hello, smell me, uh, uh, and we just went for brunch at uh, a pop-up restaurant run by Khalees, who is a musician who I love, and I love her so much, yeah. like, and she she's also a Cordon Bleu trained chef, so she did like this pop-up brunch thing. Uh, it was really good. It was really good, right? <laughs> It was actually good, not just like pop star made it good. No, yeah, it wasn't like well done. You tried really hard, like when a pop star does acting or something. It was like no, it was like fucking amazing. Like the bacon, oh my god, and yeah, and weirdly, I just wanted her to spit in my food. <laughs> Could you send this back? Could the chef or mouth just spit in my mouth, just, just <laughs> like a bird? Could you feed me like a bird? <laughs> could at least feed me like a bird. But yeah. That's that's gonna drop you it's just gonna drop you at least one star on Yelp if you don't spit this food into my mouth. Yeah, I demand this of you. But yeah, I might I have the, I am the customer and the customer is always right, and as such I have the right to have you spit at me. Yeah. <laughs> I did I did a thing that to me felt like one of the scariest things in the entire world and uh, uh which was ask uh, Matt's uh, gorgeous and a wonderful girlfriend Holly to take a picture of me with Khalees uh, as if Khalees would just like punch me in the face well, I'd be fine with that yeah. uh, as if Khalees would just, just go no I will not how <laughs> I I opened this place expecting that no one would ask me around yeah I didn't think my name would have any cachet at all I just want to cook bacon and delicious funnel cakes Bernard close this restaurant <laughs> Burn Hollywood to the ground. Um, I like that. I love there are there are some things I'm so not frightened of, and then there are, like just something like that just makes me want to like I can feel my gizzards turning to ice. Yeah, like I'm doing right. this terrifying thing. Like I'm going to space or something. But like I want a picture with a musician who I love sincerely, genuinely, not just a oh look a famous uh, like. But I still was like oh god, what if she hates me? <laughs> yeah, and it well, it is also there's a sort of. The, the status thing of like mm. I am now acknowledging that you're a famous and yeah. I yeah I a humble normal yeah wished have you ever met or, or approached someone who you were terrified to approach like um, a celebrity not just like a woman in an alley <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, I bet she was right too so yeah. uh yeah, there's yeah no there's I could I can think of a few. Mm. Uh, Do all of them right now. All of them right now, because like generally I'm pretty good now at not being starstruck. Yeah, because uh, you live in Los Angeles. Yeah, you just like, fucking. There's a certain amount of like it's twat. So. <laughs> Sorry, back to the formality. Completely. Yeah, so there's there's a certain amount. There's a, there's a few that um I, I met Buzz Aldrin and I was legitimately <gasps> starstruck on that one. Well, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, he's touched. He's, he's li- actually touched the moon. Yeah, through gloves, but it counts. And punched a man for not believing he touched the moon, <laughs> which is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, um, I mean, he'll punch anyone really. Oh, really? No, I should ask <laughs> him. He probably would, like. I should I ask him for a picture. He'll punch <laughs> with his big gloves. <laughs> 
big moon glove. Put your moon gloves on and punch me. <laughs> oh, it's a thing. I didn't know I had one. No, I go. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out that's my thing. That's really imagine if that was your thing. <laughs> like, the okay. only way um, I can enjoy my life is if I'm punched by an astronaut. <laughs> But, but one of the one of the good ones, like not ones. not like one of the ones that just orbits. <laughs> like, what are you into? I'm into astronaut punching. I don't even know that one. No, it's a lot more literal than yeah. you. Yeah. Look. <laughs> 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 um, so an astronaut punch is where like she's like no 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 no, no, no. it's yeah. actually just being punched by an astronaut she's like weightless and I'm wearing big gloves <laughs> and there's a limited air supply yeah and then you eat tang or whatever yeah. it's called you eat toothpaste and you keep doing it until she has a problem <laughs> Good. Tell me about being Buzz Aldrin. What What did you do? What did you well, say? Did was, you fuck up? Did you Did you? No, I was pretty good on that one. Except he was a bit of a dick. <laughs> was was like, he? He's Old a bit moon of a, face. But in a curmudgeonly, but like, uh, I'll let it happen. So I was. I did a TV show that he was also on. Okay, which show uh, was it with? was the Nerdist TV show, mm. which ran for a couple of seasons mm. on BBC America. Mm. It was like the TV spin-off of the wildly successful the popular podcast. podcast. Yeah. Um, and they had stand-ups on it. And, uh, and, but Buzz Aldrin was the main guest on the episode that I was doing stand-up on. Right. So I just made sure I was in the corridor when he was walking past. Nice. Uh, and I just sort of, sort of went, hi, Mr. Aldrin, I'm the comedian on the show. And he just went, you're the comedian? <laughs> <laughs> now I've seen everything. <laughs> yeah. Me, Buzz Aldrin, who <laughs> <laughs> I've been to space. I've touched God's beard, but Never. now a British man. Never did I think I would see such a day. A white British man telling jokes. What? What are the chances? <laughs> and then, really? Why was he so confused? I'm... And then he said something about my friend's multicolored hair. Oh. Asked if she was, was wearing a wig. <laughs> but Aldrin's really easily startled by things that are quite normal, like weird coloured hair is not that weird these days, in these modern times. It's not as weird as strapping yourself on top of a bomb and landing yeah. on a different celestial object. Yeah, yeah, that seems bigger. Do you think maybe his his sort of uh, parameters for what's outright, what's like weird sort of stopped in like the 70s, <laughs> like the early 70s, now it's like everything baffles him. Well, you know, he's... Iced coffee? <laughs> what? That's an oxymoron if ever I heard one. <laughs> Coffee, the hot beverage. <laughs> a woman president. I hope. Oh god. <laughs> he is a Republican. Is he? There's a, yeah. There's a lot that it, there's a lot that Buzz Aldrin gets a pass on account of him being Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. How can you be a Republican and an astronaut? Oh, there's quite a few. Oh, I guess they are like army guys, aren't they? Yeah. But, there's oh. a certain amount of. Um, I think it sort of tends towards the fiscal republicanism, and like, but there are uh, certain aspects of. He's got to keep his moon money. <laughs> They're not taking my moon money. <laughs> That's my Buzz Aldrin impression. <laughs> he tries to spend it in stores. Mr. Aldrin, we're gonna re- we, we require terrestrial currency. <laughs> but these are my moon dollars. How many moon monies would give me one of these Pepsi Colas? <laughs> Coke Zero. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Yeah. You know what else was zero? My gravity when I was in space. Now give it to me for free. Yeah. Oh, do you get free refills if you're Buzz Aldrin? 
Oh man. He, uh, he also d- he did a, a rap song with Snoop Dogg. Of course he did. <laughs> why 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 wouldn't he? It's called Rocket Experience. <laughs> that Am I right in thinking there might have been a metaphor in there for rockets and sexing? <laughs> no, I think this song is legitimately just about rockets. <laughs> right. Yeah, they are fun. Right. Uh, oh man. So who else have you met who's frightened you? Uh, let me see. I was relatively cool with John Cleese, but I was a li- but I was definitely like, holy shit, it's John Cleese. Okay. Um, when I was a baby comic, I've told this story on podcast before, but not your You're podcast. A baby but, comic. Yeah, like a little junior comic. <laughs> not like a child comic. <laughs> <laughs> have you never seen the footage of? <laughs> What's the deal with? Ah, <gasps> oh, too many. No, not going right, to do what I think. Baby comic. I sort of started down a road of I'm going to do a funny misunderstanding of what a baby comic is, and I thought, oh, we can all imagine it. Mm-hmm. We're all intelligent people. We can just imagine what that would be like. It would be adorable. Move on. When you were <laughs> when you were a, a fledgling co- comic, uh, um, I I, ha- I did manage to repeatedly humiliate myself in front of Eddie Izzard. <laughs> what did you do? I, 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 numerous times, uh, so the first time, the first time was at a charity gig, mm-hmm. and I was just there backstage as the guest of an, a more established comic, and he was the headliner, and Boothby Graffo introduced me to him, and I was so nervous I managed to get my my name wrong. <laughs> Your own name? <laughs> yeah. <I got> <laughs> what did you say? I, it was just, I just garbled some combination of syllables that vaguely related to mine. Hi, I'm Eddie Izzard. I mean, um, <laughs> shit. Oh, that's adorable. So that was, oh. yeah, I was like 22, 23 and a, couple, a year or two into comedy. Oh. Um, and then there were a couple that weren't really my fault because it was the person I was with who was awkward. Uh, okay. there's, there's five occasions, by the way. There's five different. Uh, yeah, separate... I, I want to hear all of them. This is a show about fear and and so and. Uh... So two of them weren't my two of them weren't my fault. One okay. of them, one of them was at the Grouch Show, and uh, which is like a private members club. I like that we're explaining the Grouch. You know, we yeah. should, yeah. And in case any Americans are listening, thank you, you for know, your interest, Americans. Just generally meant to play it cool and not like ask for photos with people that the person I was with didn't. So that was alright. That wasn't me being the dick. That was that was the person I was with. And then who did a, they who did they ask for photos with? With Izzard. This is all oh, this is all with Izzard. Oh, oh hang on, this is five. Oh god, it's five Izzard times. <laughs> five Izzard. Holy shit! Five different occasions. I think you get the sixth one free if, yeah. <laughs> if you punch a card. I think I think actually every single time we've been in the same room, <laughs> there's yet to be an encounter that has been chill. <gasps> oh my god, I'd love to hear that from his side. Oh, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure he won't remember a single one of them. Right. And I hope not, because um, it was just an encounter with a person. Then there was another time, it was in another charity gig, it was in America, and uh, I was with someone who got very confused between, like, what the various different words that begin with trans might be related to him. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just an awkward conversation and... what, so they went up to Eddie Izzard and went, I understand you're a transvestite, like, or whatever. We also <laughs> sat in a circle, but that was, anyway, that, that was just me being cringy in the yeah. vicinity of someone, but we were sort of together. Right. Uh, we were, and then the two worst ones. <laughs> uh, well, there was a time that um, I was at the comedy store in London, and he was just down there, watching I can't remember what show it was but he was just down there hanging by if you go to the London Comedy Store there's like a little 
standing area that's next to where the toilets are. Yeah. That it's where, norm- the, where the cool kids home. Yeah, it's normally where the comics would gather if they want to watch the show from the side mm-hmm. of the room, basically. Uh, and he was just stood there in a group with a few people, a couple of whom I knew, like a couple of like Suki Webster was one mm-hmm. of them, and like there were a few people in the group who like it can give me some credibility, but I was hammered. Uh, and I'd seen him do a show at Largo about two weeks earlier in LA. Right. And, like, I guess we both travelled to the UK around the same time. Oh, we might even be on the same plane. So yeah. I was just, like, really drunk. Now. I sort of slurred at him, like, so you're a liar, you're a librarian. So that was just like, all right. What did he do? He said, oh, he was just gracious. Oh, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> I didn't say you were good. <laughs> and just watching the show. Um, that's not bad. No, that's not bad. That's just drunken. It's just cumulative at this it's point. It's all cumulative. Because yeah. also... The one that I'm the most embarrassed about. Yes. Um, these are so many of these are at charity gigs for some reason. I, oh, okay. So this has all been a subtle ploy to get your philanthropy out there. Yeah, I'm really charitable. I just keep doing these charity gigs. With but I wasn't though. Only one of them was I in any way involved in the others. I was just. Oh, so you bought a ticket? No, I was just fucking around backstage with my friends, like <laughs> the, the other two. <laughs> like the, the the first one where I got my name wrong. Like I was just it was the Gilded Balloon fundraiser after the fire. Right. And. Again, I was just, like, there, like, chatting to, like, I think Stephen Kane, Morrison mm. Boothby, Graffo, and a few other comics were back there, and I ended up just back there. As, um, and then one one of them was in L.A., mm-hmm. and Jim Jeffries was on the show, and I went down to hang with him. Uh, and then this one was the Secret Policeman's Ball. Oh, yeah. The first of the comeback Secret mm. Policeman's Balls. Secret Policeman's Ball, I think is the correct plural. Secret Policeman Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Secret uh, Policeman Ball, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Secret yeah. Policeman Ball. Secret Policeman Ball. <laughs> Go on, uh, proceed. And I was there legitimately, <coughs> I was a writer on that one. I was just there as like a, helping out with some of the sketches that were happening. Uh, our mutual friend David Tyler, producer of Bigopedia, yeah, which Sarah yeah. and I both wrote on. Yes, thanks um, for plugging that. You can get it on Audible. We'll get 4p. Yeah. Um, So David had brought me in on that one. And he was the headliner slash co-organiser. I think he was involved in actually the process of bringing it back. Uh, And at the after party, um, I was drunk. (laughs) Alcohol was definitely involved again. What? And um, uh, Paul Provenza was there. Okay. And Paul knew me from... Edinburgh and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. He 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 knew Eddie because he knows everyone, and Eddie had been in the Aristocrats, and of course, I right. think they had numerous other encounters. And Paul's a great person to introduce you to someone, yeah, because Paul's kind of respected by everyone, yeah. So he's he a like re- vouches for you, yeah. Yeah, he's a perfect person <clears throat> to vouch for you because mm. he he's a great link, and everyone he's everyone trusts him, and he has credibility in the industry. Yeah. And he knew that I was a fan of Wizard, so. <laughs> So he introduced me to him. Uh, now, here's here's where my brain was. <laughs> so, at the time, uh, there was a gig that I set up when I was a student at my university. Mm-hmm. And I still went back to run it. And I'd bring a headliner, like a proper headliner, to close it out. And that was going to be the next day. And that was in my head. And I thought, as a funny joke, <laughs> you can already see where this is going as a funny joke to ask him to do it knowing that he'd know it was a joke and 
and he didn't know it was a joke. <laughs> it was just he just really graciously declined. <laughs> it just oh god, it's like eighty degrees here, and I got goosebumps. That's I know. um, and that's... you know, oh no, and you can't we can't reverse out of a joke. No, when... you can't. When you've done that kind of joke, when you've done when you've done the kind of like when someone doesn't realise it's a joke, and you've got you've got two options. I think I was just kidding. Or double down. Yay! So then I was like, oh, it's 150 cash and there's a driver. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, oh God, you didn't. Oh, fuck. All right, okay. And then he just, like, in one swift move, just sort of a very professional, I'm a celebrity kind of move, just sort of went, Mm. uh, it was almost like a single motion went, oh, thanks, but no thanks. And he was somehow already talking to someone (laughs) who degrees away from me. Like, almost before the sentence was finished, he'd managed to get into a different conversation that's a... Oh, oh, yes, no, my, I am really interested in whatever is being discussed over here. Yeah, all, oh my and it's god. like, oh god, it's such a... It's such a bad... It's not... First, it's not even a joke. Secondly, it's such a bad... First, okay, Yeah. just analysing it, thinking about it now... Yeah, let's go. I like that this is probably played in your brain oh, for like so many times. That is so what this times. show is. This is the the uh, and then and then I just wake up screaming sometimes. <laughs> so many yeah. times, and just not. So many of my just general chills in life. When you talk about the horror, it, like I, I don't <laughs> have that many phobias, but but like I do. Cringe moments just hit me time and time again. I'm sure mm. harder than the average person. Like every time, I'm like ah. ah. <laughs> uh, but this, um. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but it's just so, it's such a bad non-joke. Because firstly, mm. I, in my drunken state, assumed that he would instantly know that I was kidding. Right. But why would he know I was kidding? No. Yeah. It's not such an absurd request. Yeah. It's, it's a gig that's well below his station, but I'm sure he gets requests like that every day. I'm sure yeah. his agent and manager and web, web host or yeah. whatever... Spend. Or his cousins, or sisters, something or other. Yeah. I, I have no idea. So we could ask him to do a college gig. Yeah, right? I'm sure yeah, he yeah. spends half his life fielding requests <laughs> that are well below what he'd ever consider. And I know that because I do. And I'm like seven rungs below him. Yeah. Like, but I constantly get, I constantly get people asking me to do gigs that, like, no, I don't think you understand. Yeah. Like what you're asking and what the actual going rate would be for this kind of thing yeah. and how absurd. Like, no, I don't want to drive for half a day <laughs> for dinner and doing your show. Is this the equivalent? I think nowadays the equivalent would be going, it would be funny to ask him to do your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I almost would do that, that. Well, no, you could because you have, you have, uh, yeah. But, but that, but even that, like, I, w- yeah. I would do that beyond asking to do a cash gig. Yeah. That's a yeah. fraction of his level because a podcast is almost like it's like a different thing itself. Um, but, and then also, even if, thinking about it more even if he did know it was a joke even if he realised it was a joke uh, it's putting him in a shitty position because yeah, his response is going to be yeah that sounds like a load of shit yeah. <laughs> all that joke is going is like making him have to it's not even a joke like putting joke in the heaviest quotes possible but like that's making him go ha 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 of course I wouldn't do your <laughs> shitty tiny rubbish gig you shit that's you a great joke nothing. that's a great joke because because I would never do that because I'm much more famous yeah. than you oh, I'm wildly God. more successful so of course I won't come into your world of nothing <laughs> um <laughs> where uh, your world where 150 pounds is a lot of money yeah oh imagine there's that, probably someone in the world who thinks that's like that's like worth it i've just I, if i dropped that it, it would be more expensive yeah. for me to stop and pick it up yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
That's that's an amount of money I'd spend on a glass of water that I then pour on the floor in front of a thirsty man. <laughs> wow, idiots, that's horrible. I had no idea. Oh my god. So yeah, he just he graciously declined and then just <laughs> just very quickly got into a different conversation. Oh, and, and I'm still like, well, I missed you. my opportunity to have a nice conversation with someone I respect. <laughs> <laughs> and so did he. Yeah. Uh, that's all sad things like, but maybe he would have loved me too. Let's talk about your uh, favourite scary moment from film or TV. You oh. said the film... It, well, yeah, the mini, whatever you the call mini, it, the, yeah. two, the two episode mini series. It was a film in the UK. It was released as a three was hour it? film, yeah. But I, in, I, in America, I watched it, was, it on TV mm. uh, and two parts. But I definitely watched it with my sister when both of us were substantially too young to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have been watching it, and it scared the shit out of us. Yeah, because one of the original briefs for this show was. Uh, People can talk about anything on the show. They can. It's an open, it's a safe space. There are no wrong answers. There, are, I will never mock anyone for their fears or phobias. But let's not mention clowns because fucking hell, Jesus, clowns a bit played out now. Particularly here in LA at the moment, fucking hell. <laughs> There's been actual clown murders and attacks and things, right? Well, not murders, and it actually, it hasn't really been in Southern California. It's been more on the East Coast, but like. Clowns are, like, popping out of the woods and, like, scaring people and grabbing them and, like, and in some places actually, like, cutting people. <laughs> but also, I think most of the injuries have been to the clowns from... Yeah. Yes. I'm not fucking surprised. Yes. Like, I like that they've made clowns scary. I saw that was a stand-up the other day he said that, wasn't it? Uh, we were watching some stand-up and someone said they made clowns scary again, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Like, anyway. Clowns are... But I think it is... I think they, like... They say that clowns are generally more scared of you than you are of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you shouldn't touch them because their hair might fall off. Yeah. They, they, uh, well, they can't, you, they can't you, survive without their hair. Yeah. Right. Well, also, if you touch, if you touch them, uh, the and then they go back. Won't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. won't nurse anymore. Their scent will be rubbed off on you, and they'll be rejected by their pack. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh my god, so are you scared of clowns? I'm not scared of clowns. But you were scared of Pennywise? Yeah, I think... Understandably. Yeah, look... It's a brilliant and horrible film and I love it. Um, yeah, it, it's totally the context and the the story in the film mm. rather than that. Like, clowns don't scare me. Like, and <laughs> You said that really defensively. Clowns don't scare me. I'm, I'm cool with them. You could put me in a room. Just try... Don't... Just... just yeah. <laughs> um, don't, don't test my theory. Talking about Roombas earlier, and I feel like that would be a great thing to have your Roomba be able to do to be clap activated. So you couldn't get up and just put a switch yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. You've yeah, already got a remote control vacuum. Why, why isn't it phone app operated? Roomba should connect. It's not? I think I. I don't know. I don't they, know. I'm asking. Maybe I, they already are. I'm, it feels I'm like obsessed. you should be able to remote control them with your phone. This was something that came up the other night when we were talking about. Jumbo's Clown Room, which is a, a alt strip club in Los Angeles where sort of uh, uh, alternative type ladies do uh, dancing that seems slightly more unionised, slightly more empowered than your average strip club, but that might just be the impression they want to give, I don't know. But I was saying the only bit about, jump, like Courtney Love started there and 
other famous rock stars have done turns there and stuff like that. But um, start quite a lot didn't start there. Like, that was how she got. Like someone came in and went, "You do a record." Uh, she, yeah, you don't look like you've got what it takes. Yeah. <laughs> But I got kind of obsessed with the idea. The only bit I don't like is after someone's done a, a dance to some music that's good alternative rock music, uh, they they have to then, like, crawl around on the stage and pick up the dollars people have thrown. It just slightly takes the edge off the fact that it's... It's, uh, yeah. it's so empowered. It's, it's empowered yeah. in some way. Uh, and, yes, I completely aware the jury is out on whether any kind of strip club can be empowering to women. But they seem fine. They look like they're having a nice time. <laughs> And I don't think these women are great actresses. So um, anyway, so they, I was saying they should get it. It would be great if you could assign a kind of like strip club Roomba that went around and... Uh, and I think up. we're on the fence as to whether that should be an actual Roomba or a person in a Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> a human Roomba. A Roomba. Yeah, a human Roomba would be a really great idea. Like, a guy, yeah, some, some kind of like strip club gimp who <laughs> went around picking up the money for the ladies. That would work. Weird digression. Uh, what were we doing? We were going from clappers to rumbas to oh, we're so, talking about it. So yeah, Stephen King's yeah. it. So is there a yeah, particular so Cla- moment from uh, from it that, that 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 scared you? I'm trying to remember. I I I remember the shower scene being scary and the gutter. But remember yeah, the gutter? yeah. So you watched it with float. your sister when you were tiny and little. Yeah, and well, there was I an illicit sense. It came out in like '89 or something. Yeah, so I would have been like nine or ten when it came. And I saw it. And uh, you knew you weren't meant to be watching it, which always helps with... Yeah. I don't think it was... I don't think we were, like, forbidden from watching it. I think our parents were just unaware, but... And I definitely... Is your sister older or younger? She's younger than me. So you were in charge as well? Yeah, so, so I was like, pretty, pretty cool pet, pretty cool brother. You can watch this terrifying clown thing. And I think we actually had... To, I don't know whether the second part came on the next day or whether we even had to wait a week before watching... Like, the second half. Oh. Because the second half is kind of weird. Like, the second half... The the first half was scarier to me. Yeah. I think... The second half gets very cute. It's like a big spider in it and stuff. The spider's kind of rubbish at the end. Like, yeah, that's all. And it's of... not as weird as the ending of the book, which... Uh, have you read the book? I ha- No, I've, I've read some of the book. I've got the book. I've never finished reading it. The ending of the book... Spoiler alert for... A- 25 year old book or whatever old it is uh, it involves well it's the ending of the book because it's sort of set in the two timers isn't it the children and the grown ups uh, the yeah. same group of kids uh, the same group of people as their children and as their grown ups both times defeating Pennywise the clown and you, or, or the this it the it that in manifests itself as a clown when they're children and as a, a giant spider big spider <laughs> but in the um, both of them uh, involve them getting stuck in tunnels like drain system, which all the clown down yes. the drain thing comes from. Uh, and in the book, to get out of the tunnels when they're all... And the kids in the book are like 12, 11 or 12. They all... To, to like They're all like... They feel like they're losing their friendship group and they're all arguing amongst each other and they're stuck in tunnels. So they... To, to reunite their friendship, they all have sex with the girl in the gang. <laughs> and she's like 11 or 12 and they're like 11 or 12. And it's... I don't think you'd write it now. <laughs> it's really odd. Like, you're just like, okay, Stephen King. No, that's, you know, I'm genuinely creeped out. Well done. I wasn't frightened of the weirdy clown stuff, but this is horrifying. There's just some children fucking each other in your book halfway through. Like, yeah. So that doesn't happen in the film. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that definitely was... They came out of the, out of the, the TV, TV movie. <laughs> um, 
Now you see it, now you don't. It has returned with vengeance. It is evil personified. I'll kill you all. I'm every nightmare you ever had. I am your worst dream come true. I remember there used to be, um, did you ever go to the alien uh, thing at the Trocadero? No. Oh, is oh, that like a, run, like a crystal maze running around inside the thing? Yeah, yeah I know, I heard to, of it. Yeah, that used to be the thing that I would take every like any like visitor to London. Like, was there pe- the people in suits dressed up as aliens and that? Oh, well, now you're spoiling it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not on anymore. The Trocadero is now like it was luxury real, flat. It was real. bloody London. Um, real aliens, Sarah. It was real. Oh, aliens. I'm sorry. No, but that's exactly what it was. You go into like a sort of maze type thing, and it's all done to look like. I also, by the way, that would also go on a list of horror things that I really yeah. like but it was all done to look like the alien aliens right. ship and movie mm-hmm. whatever it's all the same production design mm. and you get into like a cargo elevator and this guy who's dressed like one of the commandos and mm-hmm. he's leading you around and then uh, and then there's like a suddenly some, there's a problem <laughs> something's gone wrong oh I love that and then there's like alarms go off and then suddenly and like you end up running through this maze with this guy and every so often you turn around a corner and there's like a strobe light and an alien jumps out and you're like, and you run off down the next corridor. Awesome. And at some point someone from your group gets taken. Like they, they steal a man from the group. Wow. Um, but I remember, um, but I went with my cousin one, my cousins were over from Israel and I took them there. <laughs> my, my sister and I took them there because it was great. Oh, also the final corridor you run through. So the final bit, you like run through a maze and like you're screaming and then you run through the next maze and you run through, burst through another door and you run out and then you suddenly realise you're just back in the Trocadero. <laughs> <laughs> the scariest place on earth. <laughs> oh just, no, I've got to go and have an oldie timey photo taken. <laughs> <laughs> they dance dance revolution. Actually, this would have predated dance dance revolution. There's overpriced pick and mix everywhere. Air hockey. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, there's like the final turn, you'll get spilled out, and they like, and everyone, so everyone comes, runs out screaming, and they goes, oh, oh, and it's like, they just run past everyone who's queuing to get in, <laughs> and then you remember, oh yeah, when I was queuing to get in, a whole group of people ran out screaming. <laughs> um, but my cousin was like, we were going around the whole thing, and he was just didn't buy into it, like, so right. we're like running through, and he's like, it was just people in costumes. <laughs> like, obviously, it's just people in costumes. They don't have real aliens, but maybe, maybe meet it halfway yeah. and we'll have fun. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I love that. It's not not real. Go- it's not what real. What do you go- think it will cost to get real aliens? <laughs> get H. E. Geiger to come in with some. Props, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, how much would you have to pay aliens to be in your annual? Alien-themed haunted house. Well, because my, you know, they get like free pick and mix and stuff and yeah. free. Did you know that pick and mix like... was the most profitable thing in the Trocadero? I can imagine that's some expensive pick and mix. It was, and this surely oldie timey sepia photos was. Uh... Oldie timey sepia photos wasn't shit on the pick and mix. <laughs> Why do you know this stuff? Because my uncle used to work for the company that owned the Trocadero. Wow, wow, wow. So we had, when they opened the Sega World on the upstairs level, with all its sort of shonky mm. virtual reality rides that made you slightly nauseous. I'm getting really homesick now. Yeah. Uh, we got a, we got to go on family day before, we were like the dry, they had like a few days where it was open before they let the general public in when they tested it. And everything was on free play. 
Wow. We got to go. It's and pretty, that's when that's when he dropped that little fact on us. It's pretty cool. I can imagine. <laughs> that's some expensive pick and mix. Dear podcast connoisseur, it's entirely evident that you know your podcast stuff. Why else are you here? That's why I'm here to recommend Smashpod. What a helpful chap. Now, Smashpod is a podcast celebrating all the Bond films and Bond-related films by those who enjoy, hate, or, you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. If he's half the genius they say he is, we're in for real trouble. So why not join me as I delve deeply into Bond and Bond-related films, tackling a different film in each episode with an exciting guest by my side? <laughs> I promise you'll have a lovely time. That's putting it mildly, 007. Oh, shut up, Q. Put your fingers away, for God's sake. I hope you don't snork, Q. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app than that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf well there was there was like a thing at uh at the fun fair you know those sort of houses that was like a house that you'd go through and everything was like a different obstacle course so like you had to go like at the end of greece a yes. shake shack yeah like exactly at the end of greece like, yes there's like one's the barrel that you have to get through and then there's like nice. a sort of climbing frame but it's like the climbing frame is made of like in two halves and they're going up but alternately to each other so when mm. one half goes up the other half goes down yeah, so, so your you... legs go comically like a, like a ski yeah so called? you sort of you put your left arm and left you put your left hand and left foot on one bit and you hold on as it goes up and then you and then you swap over to the right one because that one's then going up as the other one goes down oh. and you climb up so there's that thing Terrible. But there was one, uh, but I remember there being like one bit, there was like a moving walkway, but it was just a bit too fast. <laughs> and I freaked out. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was no, like, that's horrible. Yeah. It was like, like imagine like the thing at the airport, like the tra- moving walkway, yeah. but narrower and shorter, but like five times as fast. <laughs> but I could have just stepped on, but I just kept like uh, getting nervous. <laughs> like I couldn't. 
and in the end the man had to stop it and I had to <laughs> oh I'm not laughing I'm sorry I wasn't laughing in judgement that's adorable I I know exactly yeah was <laughs> Holly was laughing that's fine um, but yours was more of a supportive laugh yeah mine was like a fucking hell no mine was like a Oh God! There's nothing. I oh so that thing when you're and, and it was it just your imagination was just going like I could die on this. Thing. No, it was just it was just too far. So like I, I'm gonna slip and fall over, and then my mum asked if he could put it on at a slower speed, and he said that's not a thing. <laughs> I remember once when I was a kid. By the way, like. This is like 30 years ago and I'm still cringing at the memory. <laughs> so are you cringing at, at the memory of the man taking you off the ride or off the... Uh... I think I'm probably mostly cringing at the memory of my mum asking if he can slow it down so I can have a go. I remember when I was... Oh, God. <laughs> that's so funny. I, but but how, that's how scared you were. Like, you wouldn't overcome was... the, embar- the embarrassment of your mum talking to a carny. <laughs> <laughs> getting him to stop the ride doing the thing it's intended to do for fun didn't like like you were just like no I'm not getting on that fucking thing it's, it's gonna like kill me yeah but it's because fairgrounds are spooky right yeah but again it's not like a spooky fear it's it's a fear of like it's a fear of falling on my ass right it's a fear of being hurt not in <laughs> yeah. a uh, so when I was when I was uh, about you never said what age you were 25 right yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was just today <laughs> and that was just the teachers I couldn't, uh, I couldn't pinpoint a specific age yeah. at some point in my youth when I was young I was when I was about 9 or 10 my, the first time I went on a visit to London uh, with my mum and I'd heard all about the Chamber of Horrors and Madame Two Swords, and I was really fucking excited. Like, oh, I can't wait to go to the Chamber of Horrors, can't wait to go to the Chamber of Horrors. Went around, didn't, couldn't give a shit about the other celebrity waxworks. Got yeah. really excited. And then I got to the entrance, and I just built it up so much in my head as to what would be in the Chamber of Horrors. And, and I think by the time I'd sort of gone past, like, the Queen and celebrities of the time Ronald Reagan Robert, I don't know who the fuck the celebrities would have been yeah, in the I'm age sure of there Tiffany. Been a, there would have been Michael Jackson there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably a Madonna. I probably would have got excited about the Madonna. But by the time, I, all I was thinking about all the way around was just like how excited, how great it was going to be. And then I got that. And I think I just built up so much in my head that when I got to the entrance of the Chamber of Horrors, I was sort of legit convinced that someone came out and actually killed you. And like, <laughs> and, and they were going to kill me and my mum. And it was always my mum I was more worried about. It was like, I like legit someone's going to jump out, like someone dressed out as Jack. Like, all that's going to be in there is a man going, Ah, oh, I'm Jack the Ripper in this weird accent that I'm doing, even though I'm from London. And and, and I've killed some... Pro- and then there'll be some, like, crappy waxworks. But in my head, I was like, that man just murders you, and then you don't leave. And that's the, the business model of Madame Tussauds, Tim Paris. So I... Uh, yeah, I again, my mum had to get a man... <laughs> To take us off the path and take us out, like through the gift shop, and um, <laughs> and take us out of Madame Two Swords. And um, I've never been. It doesn't even exist anymore. Chamber of Horrors. Now it's London Dungeon, isn't it? Uh, which oh. is somewhere else in London. It was London Dungeon was. Are they two separate? I, I assume they were still next door to each other. No, London Dungeon has moved now. And oh. I know people who who work in London Dungeon being. Oh, I'm a busty wench and no Jack the Ripper don't murder me it's all Jack the Ripper there's nothing else in, 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 uh, there must be other things in there I think the guillotine was one of them I oh yeah the there'll be oh Madame Two Swords oh yeah so, yeah but she was she was uh, uh, she would go around taking the death masks 
of the Arab French. Um, yeah, she's oh god, I know her things because I write on horrible histories. That's the only reason I know anything historical. Um, because I've written a horrible histories and I have this cheat sheet of things. Fun fact, yeah, Madame Tussauds got famous because she was hired to do the death mask of all the aristocracy after they got guillotined. Um, and that then you went and went and looked at the death masks of... Um, then that's where that's where the lovely waxwork medium we know and love today that's got, like, Justin Bieber and stuff in it <laughs> comes from. Uh, yeah. Doing I had a genuinely terrifying experience in a, a, a local haunted house was, <gasps> I think about five, five oh my old. god see I've always imagined like what would happen if something really really bad happened in a real haunted house because no one would know for ages right so tell me everything I'm fascinated so, so this is um, like razor blades in the apple shit I love it so I've told you this story yeah, yeah I want to yes. hear this was like because I've only been to a few haunted houses uh-huh. since then we were we were talking about going to it this year yeah which I was I was fine with but I always know there there will be one moment in there when I feel like I'm going to die yes and that's when I am alone in the dark with just sounds. Because when I was five years old, we were uh, we were in this little mountain town in Colorado where I grew up, where my grandparents lived. And we'd gone there because my, my grandmother uh, was in a coma. We were basically just waiting for her her to pass. Yeah. And to, so to distract me because it was Halloween and I was I was sad that I wasn't with my kindergarten class, you know, doing our little Halloween mm. parade and stuff. My grandmother's nurse took me and her daughter, who I think was a young teenager, to um, the local haunted house that was put on by some community organization. So, you know, it's like people in bad Dracula makeup yeah. and stuff, and they're leading you around, and you're hearing horrible things and stuff. And it was scary, but we were, we were in this daisy chain of, I don't know, probably 10 or 12 people. And I was holding the nurse's hand, and she was holding her daughter's hand in, uh, in front of her. And our guide, who was one of the, the costume characters, let us down this hallway that was pitch black. And the daughter let go of the hand in front of her. And because the house is full of people screaming and moaning, uh, when she said, hey, they like, uh, didn't hear her. Uh, <laughs> And it was pitch black, and we had no idea. We, we, we felt around the walls, couldn't find a door. Oh, I know. Screamed, help, for I, anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes. I don't know. It was a long, long, 30 long seconds. Time. But I, I, no, I know. That, like, it wasn't just oh. me, you know, as a, as a little tiny child, basically hyperventilating. But we were all crying by the time somebody actually came up and was like oh 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 (laughs) and found us and took us out of there but we were stuck in this black and it was also hot yeah yeah room and just all you could hear were people screaming around you we couldn't get out it was the absolute worst and i'm still claustrophobic (laughs) yeah i love that though it's it feels like has no, I mean, yeah, I guess the Scream films is the only one that's really capitalised on it. The idea of just, like, how much bad shit you could get away with. And this is where my mind always goes. If I go into, like, a haunted maze or something like that, I just think, like, this would be perfect for an actual murderer to get on. Because for, no one would know for ages. No one, would, no one would... You could get away with so much... I, I, when I went to Universal uh, Halloween, Halloween, Halloween Horror Nights... Horror Nights uh, 
There were so many points on this. There's a thing called the Tram of Terror, curated by Eli Roth from the hospital. <laughs> Eli Roth, literally his involvement was coming in, sitting down. They pushed him a big pile of money across the table and he got a piece of paper and he wrote the word clowns on it and pushed it back. <laughs> it's literally, you get on the Universal Studio tour buses, whatever right. they're called, and then you stop and you get off and some clowns chase you. <laughs> Eli Roth, creator of some most bone-chilling masterpieces from history, <laughs> said clowns, and they, and they did it. Uh, some clowns chasing through some wasteland. Towards the Psycho House, so that's good. You actually do oh. go to go past the Psycho House on the uh, Universal. But, but, but you don't stop or anything. It's just like, oh, Psycho House. I did a, I did a TV um, thing on the... But sorry, my point was, I, okay. I felt there were so many points on that tour when you were like just riding through, in the dark, through Universal, through like the back lot. Yeah. Where if someone had jumped on, it would have been really awesome because you would have had no idea like if it was meant to be happening or not. It would have been genuinely bone-chilling. But also then I kind of figured out... Um, from talking to someone who works in those mazes. No, you just get punched all the time if you work in those mazes anyway. So they have to be really careful about not doing actual right. we're fucking with you terror because people get like punched and kicked and I spat have, on and stuff I all know, the time. I went to, um, uh, you know, uh, Jason Blum who does the Paranormal Activity movies. Okay. So he, I don't know if he does it anymore, but for a few years he was sponsoring um, a haunted house out here mm. that was an, an immersive... It was based on The Purge. He does The Purge mm. movies. Oh, okay. So um, you've got... Oh, yeah, they had that at Universal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, you, as you're entering, Purge night is beginning, mm. and they do this thing where they, like, separate people from the group and stuff. And I'm fine with, like, actors with bloody faces screaming in yeah. my face, scary little girls with knives yeah. running around. You know, all of that, I'm fine because I can see it. But they tried, I went with my friend Brad, and they tried to make Brad be the guy separated from the group, and I stayed with Brad, and the actor was just like, he couldn't touch, and I knew I was fucking then, up their narrative. They're not, yeah, they're not allowed to touch you, they're not allowed but they're to sort touch of tra- you. like strippers. Yeah. They're like trained in the art of getting as close as possible yeah. and unnerving you without, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, they don't like, they don't let you buy booze in the universe, so they're like... There's Simpsons World at Universal, and there's a Duff Gardens, and there's a Moe's Tavern, and I was so excited. I have a Duff beer, and you're not. You can only have Buzz Cola because they don't want people getting drunk and punching clowns in a in a maze, which is fair. Punching Freddy's Krueger in a in a maze, yeah. Well, this had a bar at the very end of it, so you could you know you could wash away the fear after. I I was talking to Daniel O'Bell, fellow comic, is a. American comic who spent quite a lot of time in in Scotland. Mm. He's got family there, and the alien thing at the Trocadero moved to Glasgow. Right, I think it was Glasgow. <laughs> it might be in Edinburgh, but I think it was Glasgow after it was in London. And before you went in there in the Glasgow version, there was an announcement: "Do not punch the alien." <laughs> 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 so Just a reminder: aliens, aliens aren't real. If an alien jumps out at you, <laughs> don't. Like, Punch it. Was it more necessary in Glasgow than London? Yeah, Glasgow. Glasgow. Do you remember that that guy who punched an on fire terrorist at Glasgow Airport? That was pretty cool. There was a there was a a guy who immolated, immolated, self immolated. Yeah, self immolated and ran into Glasgow Airport. And somebody punched him. And and, and, yeah, some Glaswegian guy just punched him. And he was like a fucking. He's never bought his own drink since that day. (laughs) Yeah. The terrorist on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Punched out the terrorist fire. Yep, that was me. Yeah. yeah. You are never, yeah. 
Here, have all of the free drinks for forever and ever. You are. Li- We're going to put you on the money in Scotland. <laughs> oh, but that's what it's going to. So right. I did a thing on on the Universal lot, and like the mm. the, the psycho thing is always mm. there. The house that yeah, the house is always there. The yeah. house is always there. But also, if you're on the normal tour outside of Halloween time, as you drive past, a guy comes out. Yeah, nice. Um, but, See, I'd uh, have enjoyed that. But yeah. I'm being chased by clowns. <laughs> I was I was faking it. <laughs> but I was on the lot with my car and and rather than drive straight out I just went can I just have a drive around and they went mm, alright <laughs> wow you so shouldn't be allowed to do that I'm pretty sure I wasn't meant to be doing that so I just, just knocked down like the gone with the wind set <laughs> so I just well, there's all, there, I mean there's all roads running through there but I just drove behind the tram so I just I was like about a minute behind the, the tour so I got to see the psycho <laughs> <laughs> this tram went past and I got to see the psycho guy come and run out and scare them and then like just wander back to the house and have a cigarette <laughs> well I was going to talk about heights because that's still yeah. I think that's still connected to that same fear of the moving walkway like mm. I still don't like I'm not I don't like diving boards I don't like being on the edge of things. And by, this I know seems like completely rational as a thing. I think like, it has it has some rationale. Well, diving boards less so because even if you if you're on like a I mean maybe for like a ten meter platform, but if you're on like a three meter mm. board or even a five meter one, and even if someone like just even if someone pushes you off and you land sideways, the most that's going to happen is you'll get bruised. You're like, like it's not a fatal height landing in water. Yeah, you look like a twat. You look like a twat, but. <laughs> But so I think the fear, I think it definitely is wood class of phobia because there's a level of irrationality to mm. it. You can't directly connect it to mortal danger. But uh, yeah, and when it comes to like being on the edge of like, le- like, like for example, if we're on a balcony, I wouldn't ever be one of those people who could sit on the balcony. And part of that fear would be that someone would shove me. Like I know mm. some people it's like, oh, I might jump. But no, it's with me. It's like, no, I don't trust people around me to not. Oh, you know that yeah. thing that, you know that. I fucking hate like I've never in any way found someone funny who does the shove you and catch you kind of thing you oh know, no like, fuck those people like duh fuck them <laughs> you thought I was gonna make you dead but I yeah. didn't oh no I couldn't I could never I could never speak to someone who did that to me again that's that's yeah. the worst I no one's done that to me in many years but that was definitely a school thing yeah ugh we were talking about um yeah height so how have you ever uh, has your ever li- life ever been inconvenienced to avoid heights? Inconvenience. There's been times where I might have wanted to have jumped off a thing and got nervous and not done it, and right. I wish I had done it. <laughs> like what? What was the last thing you wanted to jump off? Like, like I remember there being a cliff in Cyprus. Right. Like a not a not a particularly high mm. a high enough cliff. Like mm. again, probably about five meters or something. That would have been cool to jump off into, into the sea. Because mm. any time I actually have made myself jump, the second I've jumped, I've been cool. I've enjoyed it. Mm. Like, I've enjoyed getting over that feeling. And often got being able to go back and do it again once I've done it the first time. Mm. Uh, would you... Like, I remember there being one of those on some family trip. And again, it was like a cliff, but it was like a sort of outdoor area where there are loads of people jumping off this thing in a sort of outdoor swimming, natural swimming area. And the only thing that made me jump in the end was that my younger sister was behind me and she was definitely going to jump if I didn't jump and I couldn't sit her up there and watch her jump Aww. with me not. So then I jumped and then it was fun and then I did another five times. But before that, I was like stood at the top for a good five, ten minutes, not doing anything. 
Oh, amazing. Like letting other people go past me. Oh, that's such a visceral thing is like standing at the standing yeah, on like the thing like, like taking that half move and then sort of backing off again and... yeah that's me at, yeah that's that's me at the gate of uh, the chamber of horrors at Madden Two Swords I think it, it, like, it's such a childhood thing of just like I'm gonna if I do this thing I'm gonna look like an idiot and if I don't do this thing yeah. I'm gonna look like it, it's gonna be and again it is vaguely with that connected to, there is some logic you know you're like I could slip and slip backwards and then hit my head off the rock and then be dead <laughs> you're like, yeah that's legit jumping off a cliff but, but like, but, but again, when I say a cliff, like it's a, it's like it was a natural formation, but it's a natural formation that everyone jumped off because it had a bit of an overhang and it went into a it it went into a very safe, deep yeah. outdoor p- pool where it was like a you know there was no like you've got to hit this point otherwise you're going to bounce yeah. off jagged and rocks. Even the logic of seeing hundreds of people doing it completely safely and having a lovely time doing it sometimes isn't enough though because you're like yeah. I will be the one person who for somehow gets it wrong. Yeah. And, and <laughs> somehow it's like I used to log um, water slides. You always do when you were a kid there's always a rumour that someone had put a razor blade in a water slide. Oh. <laughs> no? Just, no, just I remember mine. that. I remember that. There was always a rumour and you'd just be like well I've just watched like Everyone from my class go down the back, black the rapids. One immediately uh, before me is the one who does the razor blades. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I can see them. They look crafty. They're going to put their hands and feet out like that, and like a spider, and then they'll pull out the razor blade they've got concealed in their swimming costume, tuck it in the wall, <laughs> and then I'll be the next. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be muggins here. <laughs> it gets razor blade up the leg, got, like resin to bed it in. Yeah. Yeah they've, yeah, they've got to do a bit of, <laughs> a bit of weld, spot welding down the Black Rapids at Swindon Oasis. <laughs> Absolutely legit. Totally think that could happen. Something happened to here that to me seems like the, the legit most scary thing that could ever happen to a human being in the world, but but you do material about it on stage, so it's quite... It's, yeah, you, were, you, 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 there was like a shooting. Yeah, that was... Tell me about that in scariness terms. It kind of... I, mean, I, I stretch it out on stage. You know, I sort of do do stand up at your podcast, but um, I was <laughs> Holly just plucked an eyelash off Matt's face, like she was tending to him like a little kitten. <laughs> She's gonna like lick lick his fur in a second. It was adorable. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, this just got weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to turn this recorder off. <laughs> um, yeah, I was driving a friend uh, home at like 2, 2.30. It was after bar closing. Mm. And it, was, it wasn't actually that far from here, but it was just slight... It was a few... Like half a mile that way. And... For the listener at home, Matt indicated in a direction. I did. <laughs> it means nothing to me. Southish from here. Oh. Um, and we were stopped at a corner... And there were a group of people... We were stopped at, like, a, a crossroads of the lights, and there were a group of people stopped in the corner, uh, sort of stood on the corner. And what clearly happened was, like, there was some kind of altercation, but all we heard was just suddenly, like, the pop of, like, four or five shots in rapid succession yeah. of a gun. And then everyone just ran. So presumably what happened, like, with hindsight, is it was a warning shot. Like, someone... Whatever happened, someone just pulled out a gun, fired it above their it head. It was a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> at least a wedding taking place. Like, Shit. Yeah, I think it was just, like, some That's... grouse or something. Yeah, so it just... <laughs> God. Yeah. Yosemite Sam was celebrating something. 
happy or sad. It's too hard to tell with this Amity Sam. He's very excitable, and that's the main thing. Yeah, but I've been telling the story for a while, so it hasn't really... It no longer occurs to me as a particularly scary... I guess it what And to Americans, that wouldn't be... Depending on where you grew up in America, that wouldn't be the most terrifying thing. It's definitely, like, an, it's nerve-wracking. It's pretty... It's scary. Yeah. Like, I'm sure... Like, we both are heightened adrenaline afterwards. Yeah. Um... Because I remember seeing, like, I when I was when it was on Halloween Day, being amused by the those great big signs up all down the street where I was saying that said like, bat, you know, silly string completely prohibited, a thousand dollar fine if you use silly string, and it's like, but guns are fine. <laughs> <laughs> guns. Oh, yeah. I think it's implied that you shouldn't bring your gun to the Halloween parade. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's was like, that's like a manners thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we do. Unless we it's a spooky to. gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ghosty gun. Uh. Around, I don't know if they do this anymore, but the, you used to see billboards around town starting around the holidays that are reminding people not to fire their guns into the air to celebrate New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's like, and it's it's like you know, thank you, LAPD. Because <laughs> yeah, people don't realize that in densely populated areas, the bullets come down. With and some speed, and yeah. sometimes actually do kill people. Yeah, people. Yeah. There have been no, there have been cases of people who've been killed by falling bullets that were fired in the air. Um, oh my god! Um, yeah. So you you're at the crossroads because I love well, I love your react. The, the thing that I think is funny as well is, is your reaction to this because it's exactly what I would do. Yeah. Which so the is first be British I, and terrified and do what you do. The first thing I did, and again I won't do stand up at, yeah. at you because it's obnoxious, but I did yes. genuinely mildly duck. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I slightly slumped in my seat, and I think I think the re- the real reason was I thought one of them might see, and I didn't want them to think. I basically didn't want them to notice us as right. an entity. Yeah. I wanted I. In my head, I was like, I want us to just be background furniture, like a, a lamppost. Yeah. Rather than... A car. That's rather than an like, eyewitness in yeah. a car. Um, I didn't want to attract any attention to us, so I didn't want to move too much. <laughs> and then <laughs> I wanted to drive off, and this this is absolutely true, like I said in the bit. I didn't drive off immediately because the light was still red. <laughs> 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 I didn't want to jump the light. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to police It's the last thing you'd want. The last, thing, the last thing I want is is that. <laughs> oh, oh, I've been so law-abiding. Oh, I don't want those points on my left. <laughs> um, so I, I genuinely remember at that moment that in America you can make a right, you can make a legal right on red. <laughs> So I signalled and eased the car around the corner. But even that was tricky because we were in the left lane. I'm like, they're going to notice me making a right on red from the left lane. (laughs) Great big owl.